Welcome to Extreme Ag's Cutting the Curve podcast, where you get a guaranteed return on investment of your time as we cut your learning curve with the information you can apply to your farming operation immediately for greater yields and more profit. This episode is brought to you by ADS, Advanced Drainage Systems. Soil, sunlight, and water are the three most important resources in crop production. Let ADS help manage your water resource in a productive and sustainable manner. Advanced Drainage Systems, their reason is water. Now, here's your host, Damian Mason. Hey folks, thank you for joining us here on another great episode of Cutting the Curve Podcast, where if you give us one hour, one half hour, 20 minutes of your day, we will shorten your learning curve by days, weeks, months, even years, because these guys have been there, done that, and made the mistakes. He's Kevin Matthews, one of the founding members of Extreme Ag, and we're going to be talking about all things fungicide. We're talking about what you can do to improve your yields, make more money, and have a better soybean crop with proper application and timing of your fungicide application. and soybeans. She's Dr. Ruhia Deardall-Young. I got that right. I'm impressed with you, Dr. Dr. Ruhia Deardall-Young. She is with BASF. She's got a tremendous amount, a breadth of, of, of career information and experience that she can bring to you. And we're not even just talking about what happens here in North Carolina, because she worked previously covering North Dakota. So we're going to be talking about different things that might happen with your soybean fungicide application. So real quick here, let's get to it. Kevin, by the way, about a 6,000 acre farmer, if you're new to this, a founding member of Extreme Ag. You can check out all of his stuff, extremeag.farm. And he's got a field day here today. There's gonna to be 250 farmers out here crawling around, looking at seeing you know, how it is. What are field days really? They're like open houses in real estate. The neighbors come <laughs> to snoop, right? The neighbors come to snoop to see I how you I thought they just things. come to get a free meal. Uh, well, they, too. And a hat and a shirt. And a hat and a shirt. So <laughs> Kevin, what do we got behind us here? Uh, the, we got group four soybeans here. These are a 4.6 maturity. We've got 4.4s out in the middle of the field. This is a high yield plot. The APH on this field is over 100 bushels irrigated with Netafim SDI subsurface drip. Somebody that just irrigation. tuned, somebody that just tuned in that's not doesn't know anything about farming. So like, you know, I want to check this stuff out. APH. Annual production history. All right, annual production history is 100 and oh, that's 101 actually over a seven-year period. Okay, you, you don't go. get you don't get to where you have 101 bushel soybeans without doing a few things right. One of those things but you make a lot of mistakes too. You make a lot of mistakes. But that's along the where way. you learn, right? That's right. That's right. Give it to me straight. You've been farming for a long, long time. You're in your late 40s. Um, we've always heard about fungicides. Um, some people probably look at it as a luxury. I know that there's times when farmers aren't applying fungicide. So tell me what you did with your fungicide application here. And before we do that, the product that he used, Ruhia, is? Revitec fungicide on your soybeans. That's correct. And tell us a little bit about Revitec, and he's going to talk about the application. So Revitec is for the farmer that doesn't want to compromise. With Revitec, we see long-lasting activity as well as fast action of this compound. We see broad-spectrum control of diseases as well as protection from environmental stress. Um, Revitec is a three mode of action product with including Revisol, which is our brand new fungicide. Um, and we've seen amazing, uncompromising performance across the country. Okay, so um, he's out here with this product and it's a pretty new product, a couple years old? Absolutely, that's what BASF does. We work with farmers to help you stay ahead of resistance, stay ahead and you need a new mode of action. So Revisol launched in 2019 and that's brand new innovation to the marketplace. Okay, so 
So um, you put it on two different applications, Kevin. You that's did correct. six ounces at R1. And for the person that's kind of new to soybeans, tell us what that means. Well, your R1 is a growth stage in the plant. And when you look, we'll just pull one up right here. We just lost half a bushel per acre right there. Oh, uh, I can't, our rules in North Carolina, you can't use the outside for any research <laughs> tests. So all right, all right. We're good to go. So we got a pretty healthy looking soybean plant. You put your first fungicide application of Revitech on it when? So R1, we're going to have some tags down here in these first four nodes. This is considered a node. Each, each branch is a node. We're going to have a few tags there, and then it's going to be full bloom of flowers up through, and that's considered R1. Now, remember, you got indeterminate soybean maturities, and you got determinate varieties. Mm -hmm. In the south, a lot of determinates, so it's a longer season. These are group fours. They might have a group six or seven, so their R1 is is going to be a one-shot ball game. Now, with this indeterminate, we're going to start flowering, and we're going to flower for a pretty long period of time. So it can stay, it could, the soybeans could actually be that tall and be an R1. Okay. Um, so you got to really understand your growth stages of your plants to get the proper timing. Dear listener, a lot of people are going to be listening to this as a podcast because they're busy, they're in their tractor, truck, car, or whatever. If you want to see what Kevin's talking about, you do need to go to the extremeag.farm website where the video will be posted because he is holding a soybean plant and he did give us a nice demonstration there of, of growth stages. All right, so he put that on at, uh, at R1 and they did a second application, less ounces than in the first time than the second time. Tell us why we do that, Rue. So when you're really doing a sequential application like what Kevin's done on his farm, you're really pushing yield and you have a heavy disease pressure. As we move further north up in the country, say North Dakota where I just came from, we're really looking at an application with an ideal timing between R2 and R4, okay, with so an he, ideal being R3. He went sooner with his first application because of climatologically where he where he grows and where his where his uh, growth zone is. And our yields. And Absolutely. Yield when you're pushing yield and we see that early protection, now with a product like Revitech, you do have a very long activity on that. But when you're really trying to push yields or you're concerned about seed quality, say you're growing a seed bean or something mm -hmm. like that, that later season application really can help to push your yields and give you that better seed quality. You went with six ounces at R1 and then at, you went 10 ounces at R4. Tell me the difference in days. Now this is going to vary, I realize, based on ved, uh, precipitation and, and growing degree days, etc. Um, different, how many days was there between application one and application two? If I remember correctly, uh, Mason, we was right at 38 days. Okay, so we're talking over a month, five to five weeks plus, where you did your first application, your second application. You went with 10 ounces more, this, uh, you know, almost double as much, uh, the second application, and that's because more fungicide pressure? Absolutely. So here here in the, this uh, Yakin River Valley, it's a microclimate. Mm -hmm. We get tremendous fog, so our leaf wetness is approximately 12 to 14 hours out of a 20 four-hour day. So that is a prime uh, candidate for and host for disease. Another thing, we also, we had some sudden death beginning to show up real early on, so we knew we needed to encourage plant health as much as possible. Now, sudden death is from a seedling disease. It's, you know, the fungicides are really not going to help you much on that, I don't believe. Well, your seed-applied fungicides will definitely help you, and BASF has a full line of uh, seed-applied fungicides, leading with Alevo, but which is... But your Revitech's not a rescue for it. That's correct. Yeah. Soybean yeah. sudden death syndrome is a starts as a root disease that fungus gets in it populates the roots and it sends the aflatoxin up so you don't have any fungal pathogen on the 
canopy of the plant, mm -hmm. it's all in the roots. And that's but, that's the reason that we have this, this treated seed, etc. Uh, but yeah, we're, we're talking about the stuff that we applied here was more specific to yep. what, Kevin? And and this is this is to the plant disease, and and just like um, Doc said, we've got to really look and keep this thing healthy. And uh, being I knew that I had some seedling disease come in, even though I had treated that seed and had the best of the best on it, but this is a very high yield environment. It's not uncommon to see 150, 170 bushels in spots in the field. Okay. Very high yields. Um, with that, you, the healthier the plant is, the better it can fight things off. It's, it's just like you and I. The healthier we are, the better we can fight off the coronavirus or whatever. So when we think about plant health, one of the important things is that when a plant gets stressed, right, it triggers a stress response, and that is ethylene. It's a mm -hmm. plant hormone. And you think about stress as a fire, ethylene is the smoke that it trips all those alarms in the plant, and then you see that uh, the plant shuts down, it shuts off photosynthesis, and that's where you see that yield fall off. And, okay, you know, while we're staying with Dr. Ruhia here, does the fungus cause that shutdown? And or what, what the, the ethylene is caused just because the fungus creates a stressed plant? So you can get ethylene responses from a hail event. You can get it from a hurricane. You can get it from drought stress. Disease, we don't only see disease response response with our, with our plant health products. We see a plant health response very consistently year after year despite disease because that ethylene response is just what the plant does as soon as it gets stressed out. One of the things that we talked about is obviously Kevin is a yield chaser. He wants there to be big yields out here and high yield. Now this might sound silly but these things are still a long way from harvest. I mean yep. here we are. It's August 12th. These yep. soybeans are going to be cut when? Uh, these soybeans will be cut in September. Mm -hmm. Okay so we're seven weeks away. Six Six yep. weeks away? Yep. Mm -hmm. As soon as they hit uh, full maturity at R7, approximately some say R8, but uh, as soon as the membrane separates in the pod on the seed, yes. we will come in and desiccate these soybeans and we will spray and kill them basically, kill all the foliage off. And, and then, then they we, dry down. And they'll dry. We, we time it with the weather events because remember we're in Hurricane Alley right here, yeah. so mm -hmm. we got to watch and see, okay, if I got 10 days of safety, uh -huh. I, well, I think so. And, and uh, so then we're going to spray and kill them but we got to be here to harvest them and what we do that late season application of fungicide has helped encourage that seed size and that seed quality and then by getting it out I want to harvest that soybean before it ever hits 13% maturity in the field because mm -hmm. every time that thing that soybean the seed gets wet and it swells up and dries out swells up and dries out I'm losing quality okay so you want you want to be 13% moisture or more or more uh, yeah. when you do your harvest yes, and, sir. and you ideally but not more than 60 and that's hard to do, Damien. That's hard oh, to yeah. do. What do you, what do you oh, want? Yeah. What's your maximum? 16%? And you put a layer on them? Uh, no, we can run through the dryer. Okay, so yeah. you'll even you'll even cut a 17%, 18% if you had to. If there's a hurricane coming, you dang yeah. right, I'm going to cut Next, silly question. You've done two treatments. Um, I'm sure there's some people saying I did none or I did one. You got five weeks until, uh, and this is an amazing field. Is there going to be a need for a third treatment? Have you ever done a third treatment? I actually have. I have not had two with Revitech, but with other other technologies 
that we didn't have the different mode of actions, it has required a third one. Mm -hmm. We've had to do, we've actually had frog eye leaf spot hit at a late R5, and it was unbelievable the yield damage that it caused in a river bottom. So we learned, and it was in our, our low areas of the field, our higher areas where the fog lifted first, it had less disease mm -hmm. and less, less damage. So when we looked at those elevations, then we realized, so the following year, we started that R5 application and it'll amaze you what it can do in a bad environment. And when you're making that application at R5, you have no idea what the future holds, right? No. So it's kind of that insurance policy. And with frog eye leaf spot, the amount of the amount of yield loss that you can get, and also with the amount of resistance we see. So frog eye leaf spot is one of those diseases that's consistently the populations, especially down here, are resistant to strobies. So that's where product strobies. Wait, wait, wait. Oh. Strobies. That's not a technical term. Strobies. <laughs> Strobularins. Strobies. Strobularins. Strobies. All right, what is a strobe? So it's a specific class of fungicide, full name strobularins, right? So it's one of our, I wouldn't say older classes of chemistry, but we definitely see resistance to it. So Revitech has Revisol, which is this brand new mm -hmm. um, subclass of fungicides, and we see excellent activity even against um, resistant frog eye leaf spot. Dr. Ruhia. Why don't people use the proper amounts of fungicide? And, and I mean, I, timing you can say, well, because the weather didn't work out. Mm -hmm. But I know you can always say, well, money. But let's talk about what that really means. What are we costing ourselves? I mean, honestly, the psychology, you're standing there, you have to make the call. You're trying to make money on your crop and you're thinking, I need to save money to be able to make money, right? And I don't want to tell anybody how to run their operation, but I do know what the data says. And the data says, like Kevin's saying, in this geography, that sequential application definitely paid. As we move further north, right. you're getting a plant health benefit where you even don't even have high disease pressure. Again, it's going to pay. And the consistency on, we on see- On a single application. On a yeah. single application, yeah. exactly. And on a, on a, on a, in a situation like this, where we're in the south, we have a very heavy disease pressure, you don't know what that final stages of growth are going to be. And that's an absolutely essential period to setting what your yield is going to be, right? That how long is that grain fill period we we're talking about seed quality earlier you can if you're losing that seed quality you have lighter seed it's going to take more seeds to be in a single pound sure right and you're losing you're going to be losing yield just like that just off of the seed quality alone now i know this is probably getting a little technical but our friend kelly garrett also one of our members of extreme ag talks about his goal is for high yield corn six tenths of a pound per stalk that's what he wants to get dry corn out of that stalk mm -hmm. do you have a goal per plant uh, that this fungicide program has helped you attain? Is it is it a, yeah. is it a, is it a half a pound per plant? Well, actually what I like is One I like, pound I like a, on soybeans is a little bit different swing than corn. So I look at seed size per pound mm -hmm. and seed count. Yeah. And what I want is I want to be in that 2,000 to 2,400 seed per pound. 2,000 to 20. 400. And, that, and that's, that, a that's a big fat soybean. So that's how many soybeans, and mind you, dear listener, if you're listening to this and you're like, I don't, I don't know, man, that's kind of, I don't even know how many uh, soybeans, uh, you know. Uh, about the size of your pencil eraser. About the size of your pencil eraser. Exactly. You want that, you want 2,000 to 2,400 of them to make your pound. Yep. yep. Okay. And now uh, 1,800 would be great. Yeah, right. That's a big <laughs> oh, one. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's a big, I want a marble. Exactly. <laughs> I want a marble. Exactly. Um, so the reason, Dr. Rue, that people aren't doing uh, adequate, a good job on 
fungicide. You know, they're not stupid. It's usually economics, but it does pay off. What about year over year? Is this fungus, because, you know, I live in northern Indiana. We get some, you know, good hard freeze. Doesn't that whack out the fungus? Doesn't that alleviate the need for this? No. So what happens is these fungal pathogens, they'll stay in the field. They'll stay on the crop residue. And then as soon as the conditions are right, that's where you get the disease. But again, you have to, all, we think about plant pathology 101. We have a disease triangle, right? You have to have the pathogen. You have to have the environmental conditions. And then you have to have the plant health. So what this idea of a fungicide and helping that plant health, it means that you might have the disease, you might have the environment, but if that plant is healthy and resilient enough, hasn't shut off its photosynthetic pathways, hasn't responded to the stress, it's going to be more resilient later on in the season to come face whatever fungus might be there. What have we not covered when it comes to your uh, program using Revitec on these soybeans and then maybe from years ago when you started to today that you've learned? What are the, what are the things that we maybe have forgotten to tell our listener or our viewer? Well, we, the majority of our viewers are, are not high yield. So let's address a norm, our, our Matthews family farmers, normal farmer. Yeah, it's just, just trying to, it's try, I want to get a good yeah. return. I want to get my yeah. 65, 70 bushel core soybean yeah. out of that field. And, and now what am I doing? Yeah. Now, now, Damien, you know, we talked about 100 plus bushel beans and, and that's not the norm everywhere. Yeah. Um, we try on our non-irrigated dry land, our, our average yield goal to 70 bushels on our double crop soybeans and that's where we plant our wheat yeah. and we harvest our wheat in June and then we come right behind the combine and plant soybeans. 40 bushel soybeans then? We actually like to be about 50. Now if we do not use fungicides, we have stayed historically in that 40 range. And honestly, you think, well, I'm later in the season, I don't need them, but we've actually seen a pretty good boom with that later on in the season. So we always apply the fungicide. Okay, so on a double crop, uh, double cropping scenario, as you described, which I think is a good scenario, which a lot of the climate would prevent you from doing that. We don't really do that much up where I am. We're just a little bit too far north. Definitely and certainly don't do it in North Dakota. Dakota. No, no. <laughs> but you're looking to get one crop in. Exactly. But you just said you're getting me 10 more bushels. You're getting me 10 more bushels of beans at 14 bucks by using the... I'm going to tell you, I love the 14, but I've grown up sold a whole lot more at 8 and 9. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> seriously. But still, just say 10, cent, $10. I mean, that's 100 bucks an acre for a $20 investment. Okay, and that's that's the biggie right there. Is there anything that and we... Now, the timing on that, you know, I was the R1, R5. I'm going to be picking that R3. I might even wait to R4 because I'm really wanting to protect that seed quality. Mm -hmm. is what I'm after because um, Cercosper is such a big deal here in the south. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and you know, you get purple seed stain and different things. And then a lot of our double crop soybeans are for seed production. So if it's not a pretty seed, I can't sell it. Exactly. I get, you know, they just say, well, take that to Cargill and feed it to all. Exactly. Ruhia, Dr. Ruhia, uh, dear doll young, uh, you're, you're the expert. What did we not cover on soybean fungicide treatment that we would be doing our, our fans a disservice to not tell them? Because this is, uh, you know, this is, here we are, we're out here, we're sweating like crazy. We're looking at a crop of beans. He's doing it right. What's, what's somebody that maybe 
needs a little help? What do we not cover? What thing are we missing? So I know we have a whole variety of growers out there and Kevin is tracing the, chasing that high yield. BASF has a whole portfolio. We've taken a brand ladder approach. So maybe you're not a Revitech grower, um, but Preaxor is a monster brand for us. And it's a dual mode of action product. We see a very consistent, consistent yield with that one as well. So I would encourage you to talk to your rep to figure out what's right for your operation. Revitech, we're really excited about. And for growers that aren't willing to compromise, it's absolutely our lead recommendation. Now, now you've told me uh, in previous conversations that, you know, if I had friends out west in Iowa or mm -hmm. down in Georgia or up in Maryland, that there's a website where we can go to and look and see what the test results were using the products in those areas. Is that easy to access or yeah. is it kind of like trying to find a label or something? <laughs> no, absolutely. I'll, it's just revxfields.com. And what we did when we wanted to show the real difference and the real power of BASF plant health products, we enrolled over 2,000 fields and it's all up there. And so you can go on a map, revxfields.com, mm -hmm. and you can scroll down to your state, you can scroll down to your county, you can look at a real farm and see real data and see how it's performing across the country and in your backyard. She's Dr. Ruhia Deardall Young, PhD with BASF. If you have a question about fungicide application, about fungicide efficacy, about fungicide anything, if they want to find you, how do they go about finding you? You know, I you can talk to your local rep. Um, BASF has an amazing field staff. I'm on Twitter. Boy, you're dodging the bullet. Uh, there you go. I'm, I'm, find you. I'm on Twitter. If you can I spell her name, you can get her. Right, go to your local BASF rep to find them. His name is Kevin Matthews. My name is Damian Mason. We're talking about all things soybean fungicide. We hope you can apply this to your operation for greater yields and more importantly, greater profits because after all, there's no farming legacy if there's not a farming business that works. I'm Damian Mason. Until next time, this is the Cutting the Curve podcast. Thanks. Thank, Thank you. you. That's a wrap for this episode of Cutting the Curve, but there's plenty more. Check out ExtremeAg.Farm, where you can find past episodes, instructional videos, and articles to help you squeeze more profit out of your farm. Cutting the Curve is brought to you by Advanced Drainage Systems, the leader in agriculture water management solutions.